0: Welcome to the Featured Anime Podcast. I'm your host, Jack. And I'm Rick. And today, we're talking about not one, but two seasons of Blood Blockade Battlefront. And for season two, it's actually Blood Blockade Battlefront and beyond, (laughs) because it's beyond our comprehension. Unfortunately. Indeed. So the producers for it uh, were, a couple of them were Toho Animation, um... Was really the one that really stood out to me, uh, with the Studio of Bones. Uh, genres were action, comedy, fantasy, shonen, superpower, supernatural, and vampire.
1: Yeah, vampire was listed heavily here.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, both uh, seasons were uh, twelve episode. Season one took place from April two thousand fifteen to October two thousand fifteen with. Season two airing uh, in October 2017, all the way through December of 2017. And honestly,
1: I watched the first season like as it was coming out, and the second season just lost me. And after rewatching it, I understood why. So, but we'll get into that later. One of the coolest things about this whole anime that I enjoyed personally was that. They seem to have current event references sprinkled throughout the entire thing. Um, for instance, one of the movies they watch—they uh, <laughs> don't come out and say it—but uh, *Twins* with Arnold Schwarzenegger and Danny DeVito. Yeah, I don't—I don't remember him holding a car over Danny DeVito, but you know, I'm sure he could at one point in time.
0: Um, I'm sure he could, depending on the size of the car. Depending on the yeah. size of the car, I mean, like you just can't, yeah. you know. I mean, like for the duration of that entire shot, too, he was holding it over Danny DeVito <laughs> the whole time. Has a long time yeah. to hold a car over someone's head. Um, oh yeah. But really, it the whole series for at least season one revolves around Leonardo Watch. And his eyes and how he's trying to get used to him and how he's trying to go about trying to figure out how he can properly use these eyes and how to figure out what what's the best course of action for him in life. Yeah.
1: So the biggest problem in the entire world is the fact that New York seems to... I don't know how you want to put because it's not like a multiverse... Situation, but another world, a parallel world, is converging into and onto our plane. And there are humanoid things that are not humans, and uh, some very not humanoid things. Right. Um, but it's basically a, a secondary world where beings are similar yet extremely different um, are, co- are, this, are, are coming through essentially and coexisting in an area where new york once was um and it was actually explained away um saying that there was there were convergent locations all over the world all over time the bermuda triangle when a plane would go missing that it didn't go missing it just went into this other world the artifacts that we can't really identify for instance aztecs had airplane-like looking stones in real life like they have structures you know Some people see astronauts, but they have very plane like looking figurines because they're like, that's a rudder. That's not a tail of a bird, unless birds evolved differently. Um, But in this movie, in this show, they're saying, oh, yeah, that came from our world. So I really like the fact that they were going from like pure science fiction fantasy to like sprinkling stuff in to make it relatable to you, if you have any conspiracy theories whatsoever.
0: Oh yeah, no, this was uh, definitely something that that you could see and go, yeah, I totally understand why they made that reference. I can see why they plucked that out and decided to go with that. And especially uh, at the end of season two, it was like, yeah. the, you were really kind of given a, a overall ideal or an understanding of these eyes that Leonardo watch has, and they're called the all seeing eyes of gods.
1: Yeah. And from what I understood, I think it was unnecessary to go through the entirety of season two. You really only need the last two episodes. And in the last two episodes, you find that the eyes are actually, um, given to people over the years. Whenever there might be a major event or something happening, this, the not the centermost figure, but someone who's heavily involved is given the opportunity to use these eyes that see the ultimate truth. Unfortunately, someone close to them has to lose their sight in order for this to happen. Yeah. And like they use examples of, of the man walking on the moon. Um, they use examples of uh, Roman gladiators. They have these eyes. They excel because of these eyes, and they these eyes not only see everything that is there, but they see the true version of whatever whatever's there. Exactly, and it's kind of interesting.
0: It is, but these eyes also allow them to have everyone else perceive what that individual wants them to perceive.
1: Yeah, that was actually what showed up that I thought was kind of interesting too. At the very last two episodes, you see what I consider to be the full power of the eyes. Now the villain at the very end, end the end of the season only had one of these eyes and it was 150 years old. He ripped it out of the last user. And I don't know for what in exchange, but it could have been no exchange for all I know.
0: Yeah, who probably just took it.
1: Yeah, but it it leads me to believe that the eyes are not organic; they're mechanical. Because if you overuse them, they'll fracture. They're self healing, which is kind of cool, but they'll also overheat and potentially cook your brain if you use them too too vigorously.
0: Right. Well, although I'd have to say it's pretty interesting how the show, in between season one, and season two, kind of uh, conflicts with itself. Cause if you so? uh, uh, at the end of season one, right? Leonardo mm-hmm. watches left eye cracks. Okay, yeah. from the usage, but mm-hmm. in uh, the end of season two, with the that villain, his eye cracks and he goes, "You know this can't be repaired."
1: I thought he said, "You know this can't be undone."
0: He was talking about the eye being broken he says you broke my eye you can't you know this can't be repaired this can't this can't be fixed see he was headbutting him though yeah
1: actually, I, I see where you're coming
0: from i mean like if it's cracked it's cracked regardless yeah. i mean like the, the 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 damage was done the same regardless
1: Hmm. i would say we'd have to rewatch that with with that focal point in mind but i really don't want to rewatch it right now
0: neither do i <laughs> It was uh was say, it was spent, a little rough. it was a little rough spent, for season two. I' spent two solid days looking at this crap
1: <laughs> It's a good series. I enjoyed it, but I don't want to binge watch it. It's something I would like to do at my leisure
0: right this was uh it was actually very good. it was something I could totally binge um the music for me though i I actually enjoyed at least the ending the the outro i i liked it okay. it it was very uh. It's very lighthearted, very jazzy, at least for season one. I liked it. Yeah. I did
1: notice that this, the, the intro and the outro did change more often than I'd like in season one and season two. Um, season one, I would say I had two different intros as well as two different outros. Season two, I think, had the same. Yeah, because the, la- the last two episodes on season one had a different intro. Yeah. Um, this kind of like we were actually talking in the chat and you mentioned that it reminds
0: you of Doraria? Uh Dorarara. And Dur- uh, yeah, I'm not gonna try that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for me it kind of reminded me a little bit of that, of the feel, the look. But also at the same time when I'm th- while I'm thinking about it, it reminds me also a little bit of uh darker than black. It has a little bit of that feel mixed in with it. And then also, while I'm thinking about it, it kind of kind of reminds me just a tad of uh, Wolf's reign. I haven't actually seen any of those. I've, oh.
1: I've specifically okay. stayed away from Doraria. or Yeah, because my younger siblings are like, this is amazing and our, our likes on, on shows are, are extremely different. So they kind of turned me off that um, Darker Than Black. I don't think I've even heard of. And the last one you mentioned, I'm not aware of.
0: Okay. Well, I think Wolf's Reign's a pretty good and unique show. I'm not going to talk talk about about it it (laughs) because it's pretty in-depth and it's psychological a little bit.
1: Um, We might watch it on your next choice. Um, Maybe. To me, it reminded me a lot, at least the anime style of Cowboy Bebop. I felt that a lot of what was the, the movements, the character design, um, they they just felt very Cowboy Bebop esque, and I was a huge fan of Cowboy Bebop. Oh yeah, I liked me the too. Explosions, I like the way things were handled in this whole thing, the camera work or the <laughs> yeah the camera work, the animation was pristine. I loved it in this one. I loved how in depth they went when they were showing the eyes. Mm-hmm. i thought that so season one i kind of want to focus on that right now for a minute because that the story behind it is quite impressive for a 12 episode anime um essentially you've got vampires or the bbs or the the, well the bloodborne what the, bloodborne yeah vampires essentially and it, you've got the King of Despair, the King of Boredom, or whatever they was.
0: There there were 13 different kings, but you only really learn of, like, three. King of uh, Despair, King of Depravity, and then uh, there was another king, but they I, they glossed over the name or something like that.
1: Yeah, he was in season two. Uh, well,
0: actually, was that Chicken King? Yeah. That's why oh, I okay. said they, they glossed over the name, and that was about it.
1: Oh, okay. Well, King of Despair was this boy who, his name is Black. <laughs> Go figure, right? Um, couldn't get whiter, by the way. Super blonde, super, like, Aryan. His name was Black.
0: Uh, he was uh, called sister, Black because well, yeah, his sister, sister him and him were polar opposites. So she chose to take on her name of White. Even though that's not their real name, they're twins. They had their real names. Like, Black's real name was William. Yeah. But she w- preferred to call him Black, and he preferred to call her White, simply because of their polar opposite.
1: Their dad actually gave him that nickname, because he likes alcohol.
0: True. And they took to it. <laughs> yes, they that is actually it. true. He he said it um, jokingly, too. And he's like, no, yeah, it, it works. It totally it works for us because, of, because <laughs> of how we are.
1: Now, what I found kind of interesting is the premise... T- that they're going with is in our world there were casters or spell weavers just like there were in the other world and they're strong in either one there's also there, there's levels of course but in, they were considerably stronger than expected in our world and black and white's parents were considered to be um relatively strong casters and because they were because their child was considered to be a thoroughbred the fact that white has no psychic ability was a huge letdown that said black was born with more than enough to to go around of course you can't share it but he was born with i guess double of what a normal person would yeah and when the catastrophe happened when new york essentially sank into this mist thing casters came around and they they stopped it they they put a barrier up to to kind of Halt everything where it's at, and in that, when they did that, unfortunately, Black and White's parents passed away, and I believe White actually—this is a huge spoiler—White actually passed away as well. And before the parents died, they actually turned White into a component of the barrier.
0: Yeah, she Black, was uh, yeah. one of the key pillars for it.
1: Yeah, so she can't she can't die unless like the the barrier goes down. Whereas, unfortunately, um, Black, while unable to do anything, was confronted by a king. And he made a deal with the king of depravity that you can do whatever you want to me, but don't don't touch my sister. King
0: of right? despair, not depravity. Despair. King, king of despair.
1: Depra- depravity was the Fent. F-E-N-T. Yeah. He's weird. He but is. essentially, uh, th- this blood-born king... Now, Entered the body of Black and decided to coexist in this world thing.
0: Well, we don't know what he was. All we know is that he's been around forever.
1: Well, Since he was an elder. Well, like we know that much because he was an elder vampire. Because when the all-seeing eye of God saw him, they saw the the red blood red aura, and that's how he came up to know the the thirteen elders were and what the bloodborn were. True. So it was. It was. When you find out what's going on, you're like, they don't tell you there's a duality in personality. They didn't tell you that that there's two personalities residing in the one body. And it's throwing you as the viewer in a loop because you're like, this is the bad guy. I know we saw him before. Like, what's going on? Why don't the all seeing eyes see the bad guy here when they're introduced a little bit later? Come to find out that the aura changes, the personality changes It's basically a really extreme version of schizophrenia.
0: Right, but at the same time, I mean, like, you'd be able to tell, too. I mean, you would think, because his eye goes, his eyes uh, become red.
1: Yeah, yeah. You would think. It's like a physical shift. And his eye actually does something very similar to the all-seeing eye, doesn't it?
0: Or is that only when he takes it over? That's only when he takes it over. Okay. It's only when he takes it over. I mean, like, which is unique, I mean, because... He wanted the all-seeing eye. Like he wanted to actually take it. And what's interesting is no one else wants to pull it out of his socket, right, and take it, other than the bad guy at the very end. Yeah, that was odd. I mean, like, why not just pluck it right out of his head? I mean, maybe he's some weak people enough. just
1: weren't. <laughs> Seriously, though, that his so Leonardo's only power is the ability. To use his eyes. Now, with that, it's kind of cool. He can make you go crazy by overworking his own eye and making you see whatever he sees. But the he can make you disoriented by doing this. He can make you confused. Like One of the very first attacks he did that I saw was just nuts. He, he, so he has a circle on top of a circle show up, right? And then to go make him go crazy, he's got two circles on top of that one. That makes me think, like, it's just a more complicated spell, but, like, the result was perfect for him.
0: Right. But he's also unwilling to really use that to kind of save himself for his own benefit.
1: He feels that because his sister decided to go blind so that he could get these eyes, that it's unfair for him to use it for personal gain. And it's frustrating only because he gets his butt kicked so often. And you realize that he is almost the exact definition of a non-combative. He carries a wallet on him that he expects to be taken. And he hides money in like 15 different places because he expects it to be taken. It's not a, well, I'm going to get my money back if somebody takes it. No, he's like, you can have it, I just need this much to survive. And there was, I think, two times where he was like adamant about getting his wallet back. And it wasn't because he needed the money. It was because he had his sister's allowance in the wallet.
0: Yeah, that he hadn't yet sent out for whatever reason.
1: I think he might have been on his way to the post office or something. Yeah, maybe. Although (laughs) just like their ATMs and their it was bank of whatever it was.
0: Uh Bank like, yeah, of a, a Hellsome a... Lot or something like that. Yeah, yeah of... lot. like yeah, that, that's Bank of <laughs> America. Come on now. Uh it was uh, it was a good show. It was entertaining for what it was for season one. It definitely had a very decent story you could follow through. It was something that was uh entertaining to say the least. Um and then you get to season two, and what season two basically was was a backstory for all the characters. Like, almost every episode was a backstory for a certain character all the way through. See, yes,
1: I, I do agree with that, but I, you make it kind of sound like it was a backstory for the main characters.
0: Mm. No, for all the characters in Libra, the, which is this organization that he is a part of. That apparently in season one, they could have given him substantial money and living wages or had him, or whatever else. and <laughs>
1: But they chose not to.
0: <laughs> but he chose not to. He didn't want oh. all that money. He said he just wanted a living wage, and that was it. And so oh, that's why he's going out and working a second uh-huh. job. Although in season two, what ends up happening is you find out that there's not that much money to go around and not everyone actually has things like that. So... Yeah,
1: it was it was weird. It was weird. We kind of glossed over some of the other powers, actually. Like, I thought the other powers were kind of cool.
0: They were pretty cool.
1: You've got Reinhardt, who is an unofficial leader of the whole organization. Pokes. I say unofficial because he... Klaus. Wait, which one was Reinhardt then?
0: Klaus Reinhardt. Von oh, Reinhardt. Okay. Klaus von <laughs> Reinhardt. And then you have Zap. Yeah. And then you got Chain. With, uh, Chain was interesting. Chain was very interesting. Uh, Steven. Zed. Just for the main ones that were really there all the way throughout.
1: Yeah. Well, so Klaus has this Uh, he's more martial artists. Now they all have blood techniques. They use their blood for specific uh, attributes. Klaus, he has, he has a brain blockade or whatever you call it, but he activates his blood and he activates the brain grid blockade or brain grid something. And then he's got different forms. 999. Yeah. All the way
0: up to that. I mean, like supposedly that we know of, but his is also <laughs> yeah. supposedly the more complex out of all of them to use. Oh,
1: absolutely.
0: Absolutely. Um, which makes sense. I mean, like, he's the baddest of them all. He's the, the worst. Yeah. Not, not bad as and he's the worst. Baddest as and he is truly awesome and, and killer.
1: <laughs> he's the most badass, yeah. Yeah. He's got the most versatile. He's the only one I saw who was able to actually seal vampires.
0: Mm-hmm. He is the only one that actually can seal vampires. But at a caveat, you have to know the name,
1: yes. And that's where uh, Leonardo came in with the true eye. He can read what the name is,
0: yeah. he can see their cool. true name. As long as he sees their head, I guess, he knows their true name, not their lower half because, in, yeah. uh, in one of the episodes, they're fighting the lower half, can't see the name, but as soon as he sees that top half, he sees that name.
1: That was so weird. And then he they, they ask him to, so the vampires or the Bloodborne are so durable, let's call it, that one of my most favorite characters in the entire anime, in the entire show, uh, Abraham, what do they call him, Lucky Abraham or something like that?
0: Oh, lucky? Just, yeah. And Dude is awesome. So, this guy,
1: yeah. So, to be lucky is one thing. This guy, ugh, the reason they call him Lucky Abraham isn't because he's like, oh, I want a scratch ticket. No, it's because he was cursed by the vampires. Like, straight up, you got to die. Your whole family got to die. Everything. But his luck is so freaking awesome that anything that is sent to kill him is somehow missed at the last second unfortunately (laughs) the luck is not extended to everything else to everyone else around him he's like wow that meteorite came and just killed just knocked that bus that was going to crash into me out the way well everyone around him keeps like the shrapnel from the bus just obliterates everyone and he's like wow it's really dangerous around here y'all probably shouldn't be here and everyone's like, only when you're around. Like this is the yeah. only time we have issues.
0: Yeah, and and like one of the key indicators for him actually arriving for everyone else except for Klaus. Klaus is totally oblivious to this. Is yeah. when Lucky is walking along the runway after having just got off a plane, a plane behind him immediately crashes and burns.
1: And it's Into like to the plane he got out of.
0: Yeah. It's like, <laughs> oh, Everyone instantly knew. It was like, oh, okay, Lucky's here. Yep,
1: <laughs> yep. Oh, jeez, yeah, that was awesome. Um, um, anyway, so going back to it. Um, so Fishman, um, Zed, Zed, yeah, he has the a blood technique for wind, um,
0: which is kind of similar to Zaps' blood technique for fire. But they also spawn blades, or they use it for a blade. So, Zaps, he uses a sword, whereas of Zed, he uses a trident.
1: He calls it the five-edged blade um, for some reason. Now, the reason that they, those two are so similar is their master actually holds two different blood types inside of him, fire and wind. So, he's able to use the techniques that he passes on to them by himself. He's considered to be like... The most unofficial, most biggest badass of all. And when you meet him, you're like, okay, I could see that. Because he's like, if I lose a limb, that's all right. I can use my blood technique to make up for it. If I lose a leg, all right, fine, whatever. My blood can make up for it. And he's literally balancing on a stick. With one arm. With one arm. And he's like, that's okay. My blood can make up for everything else. Yeah. And apparently he's always in a training situation. Yep. Always. Uh, I also
0: don't know how old he actually is
1: either. Oh, he's crazy old. Crazy old. Like, there's no way. There's no Um,
0: way. There's no way. Uh, Steven, his is a form for ice. um, And his primary fighting style is all with kicks.
1: Yeah. What I found kind of curious is everyone had a different way to draw blood out. Mm -hmm. Steven has this little needle that pops up in the middle of his shoe. And that's how he gets... God, it's gotta be painful to walk on. Um, Klaus has this like brass knuckle thing that eats and that will inject itself into his fingers or palm. Zed, no zap, sorry, has a lighter that injects itself into his hand. And they, by the way, they also can do really awesome things. It's not just for fighting; it's for tracking as well. Like if he touches you with some blood, he can make a thread thin thing track you for miles. As and long he as he inject, has
0: enough blood for it. Yeah, as
1: long as he has blood. So if you were to inject, if you him with some IVs of blood or some bags of blood, he'll use those bags to maintain a a connection. And what's really awesome is when he pulls the when he pulls the uh, the flint on his lighter, uh, he sparks the blood. His blood for some reason is flammable. Not quite sure how. Why not? But they, it, what's really awesome is it'll actually trace and follow and then eventually make it to the the trail end of whatever he touched that's how they're able to find uh leonardo in the first what first episode second episode third episode
0: third episode i think um yeah and then you also have chain her powers are basically she can minimize her existence
1: kind of uh she's a werewolf and the way that werewolves work yeah, she's a werewolf.
0: No, they, they call it the Werewolf Brigade, but she isn't a werewolf. She's a invisible werewolf uh, working for the Werewolf Bureau. I mean, like, it, does that technically so the, make her a werewolf werewolf?
1: I would say so, only because the invisible brigade were all considered to be werewolves and they all could do the same thing. She was just really good at it. And essentially what that is, is you just disperse your essence to a microscopic level. You have Mm. to reconstitute yourself. Um, But like, for instance, in season two, when they were doing her backstory, she has to go into this thing and you see them like being cut. Not really, but like their essence is being divided by lasers, light lasers. And they just keep going. They just let it pass right through them without disrupting it. And they just keep going. It's really awesome. So... That was a unique way to put it. I don't know, though. I,
0: I, honestly, for her, I mean, like, yeah, they call it the Werewolf Brigade. But I mean, like, what makes them really a werewolf? Or werewolves? I don't know. I mean, like, I it, it could be just the name. And that's it. it.
1: It very well could be. But she was referred to dog a few times by Zap.
0: Yeah, but she's, she also refers to zap as quite a few different things all the time, too.
1: <laughs> true. And she, for some reason, loves to land on his face. Mm-hmm. Like, that's that's her landing platform. Oh, she yeah. doesn't walk anywhere. She jumps like Superman. Mm-hmm. But when she lands, she, she lands real hard on his face. And this man has some pretty impressive balancing skills because he very rarely falls over.
0: That is true. Which you basically learn about the powers and a little bit about them. And more in depth in season two.
1: Yeah. Well, you'll know what the powers are, but you, you learn more about them. I felt season two was unnecessary. I don't yeah, I mean it was nice that they brought Leonardo's sister into it. It was nice they kind of closed that portion of it because the entire time you're like, he's here for his sister, yet he doesn't like writing, he doesn't like calling, whatever. Well,
0: he write well, here's the other thing, right? Here's what I have a problem with. His sister is blind. Episode yeah. one introduces her holding a letter that he wrote her. Yep. Okay.
1: I can solve that
0: one. Okay.
1: And please do. Okay. So holding a letter at the lake, right? Mm-hmm. Well, she said multiple times that she can't get there alone. Somebody's got to bring her to the lake. Mm-hmm. So my theory is whoever brought her to the lake read her the letter, and she, after reading the letter, was just holding on to the letter. Okay. My problem is that even though she's supposed to be blind, she'll always face whoever she's trying to talk to, and she'll, like, rush blindly into Leonardo's arms.
0: Well, I mean, like, it only happens, like, once. I mean, like, she's probably rolling forward. She's rolling straight forward, okay, because she's in a wheelchair. So you Uh would hope... That he is running <laughs> straight for her because he can see. I mean, granted, it seems like his eyes are always closed, though. Well, see, his eyes are always closed
1: because whenever he opens them, he actually activates the power. They actually discussed this kind of because they called kept calling him squinty for some reason. But even before
0: that, his eyes were Sorry. always closed. Yeah, because he doesn't need to. He can see through his eyelids. No, and even it- before that. Oh. When he's a kid, or when he's with his sister oh, before he no. even got him, his eyes were always closed. He had weak vision.
1: Who knows? I, I, I got nothing.
0: He's special. That's what he is. Yeah. He is very special. Yeah. Very, very well, The thing
1: special. that annoyed me to no end is the fact his sister is blind. And if you feel really bad about your sister being blind, and you have the power to have other people see what you see, come on.
0: Well, there is a limit. There is yeah, a they limit. have to have eyes, and she had eyes. No, I'm saying there is a limit. He can't do it 100% of the time. And then true, he, true. he would also be seeing what she sees, so he'd be walking around blind most of the time himself anyways.
1: <laughs> well, like, he can share vision, right? Mm-hmm. I'd be sharing the hell out of that.
0: <laughs> like, hey, sis, That'd be a little awkward.
1: Sis, sis the man that you're about to marry is like 50. You sure about this?
0: I mean like you never know. Hey eh? man,
1: love is love. Yeah, she was at best eighteen. You at know
0: what? Best. Hey, you wanna help your sister out in any way that you want, <laughs> you go ahead, you knock that you you do it, man. Hey sis, let me help you out for your, your uh wedding night. I got you. Oh don't no, worry. no, I'm all set. Are you sure? No, Are you no, sure I'm you're good. not yeah. gonna do that? Yeah, I
1: mean real hard pass.
0: All right. All right. All right. Never know. I'm just saying, I'm throwing it out there, man. I know how you are. You want to you wanna help out your sister?
1: I am a helpful person. Not that helpful. <laughs> 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 uh, Some things you got to learn how to do on your own, not it.
0: Uh, are you yeah, sure? Baby. I'm, I'm going to tell, sure. tell your sister that. I'm going to tell your sister that. Oh, man. All right. Uh, I mean, basically... That, uh, there's not much more we could really say about the series. Season two was kind of there. Season yeah. one was better. Season two, I mean, like you could have just turned it into a nice OVA for the last two episodes and, and left it Serious, at that.
1: Though, that would have been perfect. That would have been plenty. Yeah. Um. Well, one of the things at the very end of season one that I felt would have been a nice, just straight up done was when Black is using his psychic powers, is using everything to fight Klaus. And Klaus is just stalling. Klaus is plenty strong enough to kill him, but he doesn't want to do that. And then once Leonardo gets there, he's able to show the truth to Black, restore his sister, and restore everything. And that, in itself, kind of... It it gave Leonardo value for the story but I don't think it was a hundred percent necessary.
0: Yeah. Uh, Leonardo was kind of the character main character that was just there. Yeah. He was not an appealing protagonist. Yeah. I, I don't know. I got, I got nothing else to really say about it. I mean,
1: I'm kind of with you on that.
0: All right. On a scale of up to 10, sir, how would you rate this? (laughs) can i
1: split the seasons up because that'd be better for me it'd be easier to do because i would give season one a solid eight season two probably a four
0: i don't see why not let's split it let's split it season one eight season two uh four
1: unnecessary to watch
0: okay what about you uh i'm gonna give uh season one a seven and I'm going to okay. give season two a two
1: really less so on both. Why
0: uh, season one, a seven, uh, simply because I expected more out of it. It it could have been so okay. much better than what it was. Uh, I enjoyed the music. It was, it was great. It was a good show all the way through. I enjoyed it. Uh, it definitely played on some na- nostalgia for me, uh, in terms of, it, uh, Making me remember some other shows that I had already okay. long seen.
1: Um, okay, so it referenced back in your head, and that would make sense. Why wouldn't be nice?
0: Um, season two, I give it a two, simply because it was. It while it was okay, there was really no story to follow all the way throughout until the last two episodes. And then the last two episodes really could have been summarized in about maybe a 40-minute, 30-minute OVA. Yeah,
1: I can see that. They played up on tension a little too much in the last two for my liking.
0: Yeah. So, those are my scores. Um, Next week is your choice.
1: Next week is my choice. So, we went kind of dark here, a little bit uh, for realism. Let's, Let's change it up a bit. Um, (laughs) don't hate me next week, but my choice is Campeon.
0: Campeon!
1: Okay. With an an exclamation point. All Uh, right. Viewer discretion is advised. This is a rather, it's not a PG-13, but it's definitely something you want to, you definitely want to be more adult to watch this one, in my opinion.
0: Okay, fair enough. It looks like it's thirteen episodes long, came out in two thousand twelve, and has uh, genres of comedy, etchy, fantasy, harem, magic, and romance. Ooh, yes. All right, definitely a change from uh, my choice, but uh, kind of falls (laughs) along the lines of what you've been choosing lately: comedy, etchy, heavy on the etchy
1: extremely extremely heavy well i mean you keep throwing some heavy material out there i need something light i need some i need a palate cleanser
0: you need some palate cleansers okay (laughs) all right well we'll we'll see what comes out next week uh for my choice after this um (laughs) darker than black dark hey you know what (laughs) that's actually a pretty good one that might be that might not be that bad we'll see we'll see we'll see what comes up we'll see what happens i'm not gonna sit on anything right now um well that's all the time we have for today. Uh if you enjoyed uh this week's choice, last week's choice, any other choices, if you have some feedback of your own, feel free to reach out to us on any of the platforms. We have a Discord, you can reach out to us, email, uh, Facebook, Twitter, all that information is listed down below. And if you want, you can even listen to us on uh YouTube and leave a comment there if you want. Um, be sure to check out all the Contact information in our show notes or in the description. Until next time, I'm Jack.
1: And I'm Rick. And we'll see you later.
0: Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands.